Nailed it. False start there. That's right. That is very good. All Much right. better than Scott. Blake Lawson co-hosting for Scott again this week. Hello, hello. We're glad you're here. My name's Evan Samanko, and welcome to the Backstage with the Simple Church podcast. I'm moving my microphone a lot that you can't see. Because producer Jordan you. Phillips now has made me self-conscious about He's not going to be able to host anymore. No, yeah. I'm just, I'm completely Jesus. shot. I got the yips. I'm not going to be able to podcast ever again. <laughs> I'm totally just out of sorts now. I'm going to just move this microphone Evan, the whole time. Evan moves his mic the whole time he's talking, although it's on a stand. It is just on a stand. It's just like a thing you do. Me. It is. Do I do anything? Because now I'm like. No. Okay, sweet. That's right. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We are here because we have a honored guest. Mm. Mm. I'm going to be biased and say one of my favorite guests. Wow, look at and that. And I'm sorry for everybody else that's been on the podcast. Bill McConathy. Oh, look at yeah. that. We brought you out of retirement to make you podcast again. Standing O. Bill famously did not ever want to be on camera or do anything in public or speak, and then we make him do it for years. Partly why yep. you quit, probably. Mm, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> and retired from Simple Church. You were the missions pastor, founding member of Simple Church, right? You were on the DLT mm-hmm. as it started. Yes. yes, sir. Been around a long time. Bill, thanks for coming on. Been around a long time. That's an understatement. <laughs> That's In general, yes, you've been on you. this earth. Grew appreciate, up with Bill's kids. I appreciate being invited. There you go. Bill was a youth pastor back in the day. I was. Was a leader, volunteer. Done a lot. Wow. Is there one basketball kid, player? Is there one kid that you remember that you just you don't have to name him, like but when that he was one pastor? kid just drove you nuts. He still haunt yeah. you? Scott Odom. <laughs> well, it it wasn't any of the ones that you're familiar with because it was not different church. It, yeah, it was out of town. But uh yeah. But there's there was one. No, there's not just kid. one. Oh. There's, there's more than one. <laughs> I still haunt him. But I got two in my head right now. So <laughs> that's so funny. When we were picking names for kids with Nora our first, was like, you can't use that name. You know that kid. It, it oh, really does dude. ruin it. Us too. Mallory teaching and me being a youth pastor. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of, yeah. a lot of baggage Be with some of those names. Be careful that. That's right. But we're here to talk today, Bill, because as the missions pastor, you help feed a lot of people, and we want people listening to this podcast to be a part of our next food packing day on Sunday, November the 13th. We are excited to be able to help to do good all November long. We're talking about ways to be thankful, to show gratitude. It's Thanksgiving month. Amen. That's right. So when you're listening to this, you've got a couple weeks out to mark it down. November the 13th, that's Sunday. Look for a link in the show notes of this episode to sign up to get all the info and the details. But really, I just want to bring you on today to celebrate and look back on how we've been able to help, what we've been doing, and why it's so important to feed people. So Bill, as the missions pastor, talk a little bit about what you did and when Simple Church got started, that very first mission trip that we did was Alaska, is that right? Uh, That's correct. We went to, uh, on our own, we went to Alaska first, I think June in 2008 or July, and uh, we had food distribution involved there in Anchorage, and uh, did some really neat stuff up there with. And then a, another group, another group of people went up into the Arctic Circle and did some Bible school and provided some food for there as well. So we've been in the food business from right. day one, actually. And then food boxes. So if you've been around Simple Church for a while, we would do food boxes locally in Treeport Bossier, and you'd be able to do that. Talk a little bit about that and how that got started. Okay, well, back in, um, I'm not sure exactly. I, sure, we I'm trying to remember. Dates. But uh, in the first year, of course, we started in 2007, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Simple Church did. And we had a, a kind of a, did something special for Christmas. We didn't really, we focused more on Christmas than we did actually Thanksgiving with regard to food at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, then on, in 2008, though, the next year, we actually put the actual food boxes in that we, you know, have continued to do 
up to at some point. I'm I'm honestly not even sure exactly if, if yeah. I think 2020 was the first year we did not do them. Okay, so okay, 2019. So anyway, we um, you know came up with this plan to um, um, try to get into the community and for a couple of reasons, not just to provide food, but we were trying to get our membership to see the problem. And so that's where we came up with the idea is you come to the, at that time it was CenturyLink, I guess, so the arena parking we lot. We did Bozier Elementary first. Do you remember that? Well, that's I true. that was the my first, first one. Yeah, yeah, first year we did. We did Bozier Elementary because we were very involved in the school at Bozier Elementary at the time, and we kind of focused in their neighborhood. And yeah. I think we had two or 300 people participate by packing a box and you know we would give them specific items to put in the box so it wasn't just a, it was like a Christmas rant. meal kit yeah, yeah it was you know we kind of focused on some some um things that they may not have in their pantry and um and so started with two or three hundred and then pretty quickly we grew to four or five hundred and then we were at a thousand and by then we were at the century link for sure i'm not sure exactly yeah. what year and you know we wanted to get the individual membership to actually take their box face-to-face meet with the people that are needing this food and we had already pre-selected the people we had a system in place that we could already get the you know have knowledge of what their some of their needs might be so uh, so anyway that was you know it was obviously to to do good but it was doing good as it always is with a specific purpose in mind and uh and then it just continued and so you know every year we were giving away, and within an hour, we were giving away forty to 50,000 pounds of food to, and, you know, and people had spent their own money, but it was, you know, a fifty to sixty to $75,000 event. <laughs> yeah, so we, so it was a very, you know, it was very exciting to, to do that and to know that, you know, as a church, we're just out there all over Shreveport, Bossier. Yep. And honestly, people going in places that they've never been in Shreveport going, I never even realized that that existed in Shreveport. Like, right? Yeah, it exists. So anyway, that's kind of how the yeah, history of it was. When it was interesting for me, and I'd never thought about it, as when I started on the staff, there's different levels of hunger, right? You think about starving kids in Africa. There's all the infomercials and stuff over the years, but there's also the idea of like a food desert where impoverished mm, right. communities can't get access to good, healthy food. They might have a bag of chips or something, but they can't really get a meal. And then as it goes through and you're looking at these parts of Shreveport that aren't very good, nice parts of town, that you would go and be able to meet somebody face-to-face. You would offer them the meal. A lot of times people ended up getting Christmas presents for the Mm -hmm. families on their own. They just would do that. We did that a couple years where we collected them. But for the most part, it would be kind of spontaneous where it's hard to look somebody else in the eye to see where they live and the conditions they're in and spend that time and not be moved to do something. Absolutely. And so that's a cool part of it. Blake, you've been a part a little. Did you do that the first year? Was that when you were here? Uh, I just was on the very tail end of that when I got here. Okay, yeah. So did you do one that first year you were here? Did mm-hmm. you go and do a food box? Okay, so what was that like for you? It was really, really intense. It was one of the first things that I really got to do uh, as a part of the staff. And um, actually, the first one we did was actually sort of a preliminary to the actual event itself. Uh, I went with Jonathan Machen, Johnny Mac. Yeah. And... Uh, that was my first time. Uh, he was POC, and there was like an immediate need. A family was out in Shreveport, mm-hmm. kind of rough situation. And we didn't really realize what we were getting ourselves into. They just said they needed food. Uh, their money fell through. They had no way to, you know, they had kids. And it was just like a, a, a grandmother and her grandkids, and she had no way to feed them. 
And so we went, uh, we got a bunch of the food that we had gotten, gotten ready. And uh, we took it over there, and it was like, you know, just the most horrible situation. We didn't even realize what we were getting into. It was like, you know, there had been a murder, and, like, people were in jail because of stuff. And it was just, you know, just randomly happened and turned their whole world upside down. And she lost one of her grandkids and just real-world stuff, stuff you never think you would hear about, and it happens in her own backyard, yeah. you know. Because depending on how you grow up, we're insulated from a lot of that, right? Oh, yeah. You don't know, and here it doesn't even make the news if you watch the news, where there's real stuff every day of how that's happening and being able to open your eyes to that. So I do remember you experiencing that firsthand, for sure. Well, and like you said, that that's one of the main reasons we were sending our— We did Instead of saying, hey, bring all your food, which is, yeah, you know, not knocking any method sure. that you do it, but that was our— get out in the community event and you it's one to one it's person to person right. family to family yeah and you because you want i mean you want your people to be impacted by what they see as you were Blake i mean that, that was not something that you grew up seeing that kind of thing happen yeah. and it it will it'll it'll have an impact on you you, you really can't forget so. but it reinforces the message so like purely absolutely yeah. because once you see that and you realize you know, it's one thing, and it's absolutely invaluable to be able to go on missions trips to, you know, different corners of the world and be like, man, I feel so much more thankful about the ways that I never had to fight truly for my survival to be able to receive things like, you know, I know that I'm going to be able to go to sleep tonight and I'll wake up bed. and be able to eat. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. on a mattress. <laughs> and so being able to go across the ocean to different places and being able to see that firsthand is truly invaluable. But something even stronger is just going out, you know, driving five minutes and realizing that stuff is happening right here at home. Yeah. And and unfortunately that we often overlook it yeah. when it's right. In, and we may be seeing it, but not seeing it. it. Yeah. 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 I don't think it's, un- I mean, it's intentional. I don't think yeah. it's unintentional. Well, we true. don't want to know. <laughs> Three of the four of us have been on a mission trip in this room as we're recording this. Womp womp. And Jordan Phillips, uh, I don't know if you listen, Bill, I'm sure you don't, but we've got John Hagler approval to send Jordan on a mission trip. So we're going to find a time for him I to just go. Never, I've never been on one. Hey, got to go. I know. Change your life. We're going to go. Absolutely. So, Bill, early on, do you remember a mission trip that changed your life, one of the early ones that got you started? Because you were not a missions pastor your whole life. No. You've done a bunch of different things. Uh, I do remember the the first, uh, I'm trying to think if it was the actual first one I went on. stands out to you. uh, You know, but I'm a legalist. You are. (laughs) You said first, so now all I can think about is Let me rephrase the question. What is one that stands out to you? (laughs) Well, uh Back in about 99, I think, uh, we went to Brazil, yeah. and that was oh, the, wow. the first trip that I, the first international trip I'd been on, but I think my first one was, Evan, you were on it in Nashville. That's right. I think that's the first one I ever went on, which, and I was going as a chaperone for my kids who went. I will never went, forget that as long as I live. And we had, it was, uh, it, it did change, I mean, it impacted my whole feelings about mission trips because, A, you know, doing good in that environment was great, but also recognizing that, you know, it's really a wild card when you get out there, like, and the messes you can kind of make if, you, if you're not careful. Uh, there are a lot of, you know, it doesn't, it's not always 
wonderful what's happening <laughs> yeah. and the danger involved even when it's not a dangerous situation like, when you got a group of kids that are yeah, like hanging a, off of roofs. 16-year-old throwing a brick and hitting the other person yeah, in the head yeah, in the dumpster and having to get stitches. That happened. Oh, that my was fun. Yeah, well, not and, me, but thankfully. Yeah, I, I remember that well. That was so. traumatic. Absolutely. So, yeah, Jordan, sure don't let that, that discourage stuff, you, Jordan. I'm sure all that stuff is in the past. That That's doesn't happen. Never I'll, anymore. I'll take a brick to the head. There you go. But that was the hardest I'd ever worked in my life. I was a freshman. It was my very first mission trip, and we roofed houses for four church or four members of a church that had got picked. Justin That's took right. a group of us in high school. Your daughter Jessica was a senior, yep. went on with us, and then was Emily. I think Emily was on that trip, Emily too. Emily was. Yep, and, your uh, daughter. So that was incredibly hard work as someone roofing a house as a 14-year-old who's never done a day of manual labor in his life. Well, and the scary part about it was you had two adults leading the team that had never roofed a house either. As the person receiving the roof, they didn't tell them that on the front end, just so you know. Right. And so <laughs> this help you sort of kind of. So this is kind of the funny part. Justin happened to be one of those adults and myself, and so we pull up in the ladies' driveway, and we we really, I mean, you know, we've kind of been a part of doing construction-related work, but never starting a roofing job. I mean, you know, it's pretty important the way you start a house, yeah. right? Pretty essential. If you don't get the first a run, it can yeah. become a big right. mistake pretty quick. So. That's we're li- we're reading. We're literally we have the manual out and we're reading the directions on how to do this. The kids are in the back, three or four seats. <laughs> Justin's driving. I'm sitting next Y'all to done him. We were doing this for months. And we're yeah, we're flipping the pages. <laughs> and of course, you know, there's a lot of things ad libbing being said. And we look up and the lady is standing right, almost like right outside the window, but in her house looking out the window. And so we all just at once saw her like. Okay, now confidence. she knows that we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> I mean, we didn't even get to start before she didn't know. Before she knew that we didn't know what we're doing. So anyway, that, yeah, that, that was it. Was fun. It's a great memory. It but, is. Uh, I hope that lady. <laughs> but I, I think we did a bang up job on her roof, though. Uh, I'm glad you you're more confident. Literally. Than I, was. Yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> Those lines, you know, when you're looking at the lines, eh, they weren't exactly Just a little wavy, absolutely. It invokes memories of the ocean. The house was crooked, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, and the best part of that was Chip decided after that we were a roofing professionals and we roofed more houses in Shreveport Bossier. Do you remember that's that? Right. Yeah, Dogwood? that's right. He's yeah. like, we can roof everybody's house. Yeah. Thankfully that stopped after that year. We did yeah, it in the so. summer for that specific one instead of spring and it was much worse. Yeah. I will say we did uh early this year in February, I got all the middle schoolers and we took them to uh Nederland, Texas and we did deciding on a house that had been like exposed to a bunch of flood damage like up to the second level. And they went at it like animals. They did so so well. And uh, we did have a kid take a machete to the head <laughs> by his own uh, action, his own yeah. hand. <laughs> and we did actually drop a ladder on one of our leaders. But other than that, other like, than that, again, really? Jordan, this is not deterring you from going. Hey, I'm I'll probably be the one dropping the ladder. That's probably yeah, true. Man. But Blake, that is a really cool thing that you start even in the middle school age, and we started doing yeah. Mission Arlington as a middle school pastor taking mm-hmm. a group because it is a value to us and as a church and something that the sooner you get that experience and you get yeah. to see that again i think entitled is a word that gets thrown around a lot for gen z and below sure. right that is this entitled generation and that you don't take for granted what you have and you appreciate more of what you've got when you realize okay there's a lot of other people than the world yeah. that are in a tougher situation well you know and i didn't go un- until i was 40 that was my first mission and trip. i don't think i ever put true, together that, true that mission we were on the same first yeah. mission trip together so, that uh, is so cool yeah and it and it does as you're saying it it totally changes your worldview if you want to say that about things in life you're in your 60s now 
I am. And you grew up in church your whole life, That's but you absolutely. didn't go on a mission trip till you were 40. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting thing. There, That just was not uh, a priority, in at least down here in Bossier City in our culture. We didn't go elsewhere. Our group didn't. I mean, there may have been groups going. You, sure, sure. You see what I'm saying? As a, but we didn't go as a, as a church group to do that kind of work um, because I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I guess I would say as a disclaimer, maybe there were some trips and I just didn't go on them because I was kind of heavily involved in athletics and all, but I'm pretty sure I would have known. <laughs> so I don't think I, I don't think they were available at the time. Yeah. Seventies, eighties. Yeah. So, and I don't know when it all got started for me. It, it actually got my love for missions got started the first time that Justin took his youth group to, um, I don't think it was to um, Amigo Fiel. I think it was one of those trips further. further. South of Mexico. Yeah. yeah. And then he came back and showed the uh, video, and Ann and I both were like, oh, we got to do that. Your move. And then so we began looking for a trip, and then, you know, these began to come up like that. And then, you know, you since go. then we've been on a bunch of them. So, see, Jordan, you're not 40 yet. You still got That's time. That's right. You're yeah, way ahead 40. of me. <laughs> Way ahead of the game, bud. Mm. So Mexico is a good transition. Amigo Fiel, you mentioned, is another partner organization. And if you're listening to this and you want to go on a mission trip, you want that experience, that's one that's great. You can jump in, working on the details for that for this next coming year, 2023, if you're listening to this when it comes out. But, Bill, talk about a little bit about Operation Christmas Child, Amigo Fiel, and partner with them over the years. Yeah, we've been um, – I was looking at my list of mission trips. Because you have a note. Because I, I know that you, you, had you had said, how many have you been on? So I have a number. <laughs> what was that number? Uh, I've been personally on 62, 55 of them with the Simple Church. 55 yeah, trips. Yeah, so, and, and 20 of those have been to Juarez. Wow. So that's how involved we've been over the— Yeah, twice a since year. Since our, our very first trip as a church, we went in partnership with First Baptist Bossier mm-hmm. for the Operation Christmas Child trip in January of 2008. Yeah. Mm. And that was our very first— and there were about, I don't know, eight or ten people that went on that trip. So was that Jessica and Josh were they on that one? No, that There's was it. Was uh, okay. like Justin and Angie, Bill and Ann Allred, Pat and Debbie Worley. You know, um, oh geez. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate to. I'm, I know I've left somebody out. I can't think of who it was. So. Email us. Let us know. You happened to Scott be. at the simplechurch.tv. Yeah, <laughs> ah. my bad. So um, <laughs> they're mad right now, but it's okay. They'll forgive you. So war is Amigo Fiel. What do they yeah. do there? What does that mean? And what do we do? Well, to Amigo with Fiel is faithful friend in Spanish. Am I correct? Okay, yeah, I'm correct. I've the man. Here's an amazing thing. I've been to a lot of countries, a lot of times, and I don't know one word of any other language. <laughs> <laughs> you started at forty. You were yeah, pretty so much I, stopped uh, learning at that point. Can't really <laughs> teach an old dog new tricks, right? So, so, uh, so don't let the. Uh, Lack of your ability to speak the foreign language keep you from going. I'm a testimony. Never stopped that. you. That's right. The beautiful thing is there's a translator everywhere you go. And now with Google Translate, it's easier than ever. Well, that would probably be pretty hard for me. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So uh, um, Carlos Garcia, who is has headed up Amigo Fiel for um, years, um, he first, I believe, Chip actually first developed the first relationship with Carlos, and I don't remember what that exact story is, but we've been uh, consistently going uh, twice a year for most years. Uh, the Operation Christmas Child trip where we actually hand out the Samaritan's Purse gifts, which is a super fun trip, um, you know, for families for sure or for anyone. Again, three of the four of us have been on that trip in this room. You should do that. 
Jordan. Just because you keep plugging it, I just don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they it have a great a, trip. <laughs> but but then that organization, Amigo Fiel, that Operation Christmas Child is just something that they coordinate in that part of Mexico. That's yeah. not who they are. Uh, and they have a they run a what we call an orphanage, but it's not truly a live-in orphanage. It's a, kind of like an after-school and before-school daycare situation for the like a youth center. Yeah, yeah for the very poor people in that area of Juarez and and if you if you have a need to see poor situations then Juarez is a you know could be the place you want to go because it's a difficult difficult place everybody's got such a beautiful spirit over there though yeah oh, so I want you to goodness, talk about your experience but if you've never heard of Juarez it's considered one of the most dangerous places in the world right the capital of Mexico. a lot of stuff right at the border of Texas yes. there's a lot of poverty and Blake you got to go was that January 2020 uh yeah yeah so right before the world shut down it was one of our last trips we took talk about Juarez and plug it for some people that need to go like Jordan it was amazing I was one of the youngest people that went on that trip uh, I was still kind of trying to figure out how I fit into the simple church kind of dynamic uh, this was my first missions trip with the simple church and uh, first time international mission trip too right uh, except for Japan oh yeah yeah um, but I didn't really know what to expect I kind of had the same sort of pre-brief that everybody got. But, I mean, you know, the key words that stood out were drug capital of the world. And I was like, okay, wow. So yeah. who knows what we're going to do? Cool, cool, cool. And, uh, you know, some, some, sometimes Scott's lead-in stories are not the most encouraging ones. And so I was a little bit nervous. And we went down, and I was blown away because right from the jump, we met uh, Joel first. And then we met Carlos and Bianca and everybody that we met, just the most beautiful, spirited people mm. in the whole world. And the food is unbelievable. Like yeah, absolutely amazing. Ruined Mexican food for me forever <laughs> coming back. Yeah. But uh man, just we did the we were doing the Operations Christmas Child thing when we went. We weren't doing any, you know, roofing or mm-hmm. painting or anything like that. But the opportunity to get to hand those kids who, you know, and everybody all, it was me and Jack Horton, Kennedy Lapierre, and I think uh, the Aguiar girls, and yeah. I think we were the only like really kids that went. And you know, we're normal American kids. We've got a lot, way more than we can be thankful for. We even don't even think about the stuff we have. And we went, and it was just you know, seeing kids open up a box and see, box and seeing like socks and a slinky or something, and then like losing their mind and crying <laughs> and like hugging each other. It was mm-hmm. just. It's so beautiful to see what a little bit of faith and generosity and just kind of thinking about other people can do yeah. to those kids. And it was just the joy. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So highly recommend everybody go on a mission trip, international, national. You've been to some in the States, Bill. You've been all over. But if you're not able to go on a trip, you're not at that stage of life, you can't get away from your kids, you're working, you whatever the reason you can't get to that point right now, Simple Church, we really do want you to still be able to have ways to do good, to help other people. We added, in the original byline was love God, love people. And probably five or six years ago now, Justin added the solve problems line, Mm. that we want to be known for solving problems for as a church that if we close the doors tomorrow, somebody would miss us and notice that we were gone because we're meeting needs, we're feeding and giving clean water and helping and giving Operation Christmas Child gifts. All those things are a big deal and a value to us. So this November, as we're getting ready to do that, Operation Christmas Child, the boxes go out November the 6th. 
So depending on when you're listening to this, you can pick up an empty box. You can go fill it with gifts. It has all the instructions. You can give online and fill a box digitally now. Put a link to the show notes in that. It is easier than ever, and there's more ways to ever. So we've made it a tradition with our kids where Nora and Eliza actually spend some of their own money they save oh, to put good. towards doing a box. And we do two as a family That's typically awesome. and split it with them and kind of help yeah. where they get their little piggy bank money. And they look forward to it. They're so excited yeah. and it's something they can do as a family. It's an yeah, easy way to Yeah, kids really enjoy giving to other kids. It's Absolutely. amazing. Absolutely. Picking this stuff out and going to do yeah. it. So I'd highly recommend everybody do that. Pick that up November the 6th. November the 6th is also going to be Dream Sunday. So we're talking with African New Life about child sponsorship. Oh, and we're going to talk cool. about you going to Africa here next, Bill, because it is a big deal to us. We sponsor, I believe, 300-ish kids in Africa. Now I think is the latest numbers, and then another 100 or so in uh, Haiti. And so about 400 kids each month are sponsored by people in the Simple Church, and we're looking to sponsor another 100 is our goal, November the 6th, and you'll be seeing more of leading up to that. I'm going to go and try to help people to well, do that. Put link in the show notes there. Mess with me about moving the microphone again, Bill. Oh. I'm doing it, and I can't. I'm Notice distracted. I'm sitting here. on my hands. You are. Here. You're being still. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about doing he good and helping people. It. We didn't say nothing. Uh-huh. So, Bill, you've got to go to Africa. You guys went with Simple Church staff, and the very first one was that 2007 or 8? Uh, 2000. Um, in 2008, Ann and I, my wife Ann, yep. went on a medical mission trip uh, with Dr. Bill Bailey, uh, you know, aside from the church, and um, kind of got the vision for what they were doing, this particular organization, Africa New Life, and just were blown away by what they're doing. It's incredible. And that's uh, in Rwanda, right? That's Rwanda. So just real quick, tell some people the history of Rwanda and what happened in that country. Uh, okay, Justin, I think just referred to it last in the last couple of weeks. In yeah. 84, they had the second genocide that they had had, and, and there were a million people killed because of tribal uh, differences. Uh, one segment of the population completely turned on the other uh, major tribe in the population. In 100 days, right? 100 days, killed yeah. a million people. And uh, so you can only imagine the devastation to the family and the number of children and orphans. And, you know, it's just amazing. And, and I, I even hate to say this because, you know, in 1984, okay, I was um, 30 uh, was I 38? I don't know how old it was. I was old enough to be <laughs> paying, born. We can to help be that paying attention. I was born in 58. So, okay. Yeah. So anyway, and I'm thinking back, what? why didn't I even pay attention to You're this 26. thing? 26. But so how can you see? Now, that was back when everybody watched the three channels. of All you got. And so we knew it. I saw pictures of bodies floating in these rivers, and I'm like, Golly, that's tough. And then I go on to coach a basketball game because that, you know, I yeah. was coaching. That's the and headspace you were in. That's exactly, and that's what happens. That's and it's still the case unless you're you have some sort of a reason to focus on the problem. Yeah, you don't recognize the problem, and that's why going on the trips makes you begin to focus on things. So it all kind of works together. It makes it real. Yeah. yeah. So all of these horrible situations, and so this organization, Africa New Life. Uh, they actually, the, the leader of it, uh, Pastor Charles, I'll just call him because I can't really say his last name. Sure. <laughs> he, um, he had been actually um, a refugee out of Rwanda on the first genocide in the, uh, maybe it was in the late 50s. I can't remember exactly the date. And then he came back to Rwanda and started this. He, he was living in Uganda. That's where they all, the refugees went back then. Then they came back and, of course, then had another one. And then he started this organization uh, to, for child sponsorships. 
Um, and then, you know, so he's built this. I think they have like tens of thousands of kids in their organization now wow. being sponsored. But we at the Simple Church got on board with that, took a group back the next year, the, a staff group, a kind of a vision trip. That was been in 2009. And then we came home and immediately began talking about sponsorship. And we, we were at around 400 uh, early on. And, of course, you know, th- this has been however many years? What's that? 13 years. 13 years ago. So a lot of those young people, for example, I had, I sponsored two, and they're both, uh, one of them just kind of went off of sponsorship altogether because she got married, mm-hmm. and the other one is in college now. Which actually costs a little bit more to sponsor, sure. believe it or not. <laughs> Still a lot cheaper than you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so anyway, that kind of got us started, and we've continued. And during the years, we've had some emphasis times where we've really tried to to get people involved, and I'm I'm glad that's come back around. Absolutely. And, then and um, talk about hunger there, because you know, we talk about it here. We do food boxes here, but it's a different level of hunger in an impoverished country. Yeah, than Rwanda. The, that's really one of the first things that you notice on or at the time that we began to go, and they had all these orphan children, and they called them street children, and they literally just lived in the streets. Um, and, and their parents may have even been alive, but oh, he moved the microphone, so I lost my train <laughs> I moved of it for you. So I think he <laughs> moved my own. Moving his own that's mic. right. Mike but, police. But anyway, uh, where was I? Okay. Sorry, street okay. Street street kids, and so we began to, you know, just you you just fall in love with these little kids because they're so active and fun, like much like the kids you're talking about in Warren. You're talking about like Blake. No, <laughs> he I'm, is active and fun. He's brought up these other children, <laughs> but uh, but their their conditions were so bad at the time that uh, many families would just turn their kids out because wow. they couldn't take care of them, or either they had smaller children and so they would turn a eight-year-old out you're old into the street now yeah and so uh this after this organization african new life would just allow every day for all those kids just to come to their grounds and so they would show up and there'd be hundreds of them just running playing and they would do some things with them but that's where we first got to really feed hungry children in a way that i you know i certainly had never experienced before and they would attack a plate of rice and beans like, you know, you can't even imagine. Mm. And it just, it's just, uh, you know, it's kind of devastating to see that. And uh, so we, you know, so we really began to push and get people sponsored. And then so then, then we began to have trips every year of people who were sponsoring kids that could go back. And that Evan, sponsorship wow. was about $39 a month. And it would cover basically all their medical costs, meals for them and their family typically. Is that... Uh, Yes, uh, well, some, some to the family, to but it's home. primarily um, the it's you know education, uh, training, uh, and then health yeah. related. But they do help the families right. as well. So it was I mean, everybody in the village would celebrate when one kid got yeah. sponsored and they oh, yeah. all benefited and got that connection. And Absolutely, it was a big deal. But yes, yeah, so you talked about going on this trip. So me and Mallory got to go in 2012, I believe, was the trip we went on with y'all. And be yeah. able to meet our sponsor child. We actually didn't sponsor child before we went. Okay, and we knew that's we were right. going to sponsor, yeah. and we wanted to do that. We wanted to meet him, so we got to tell him in person they were going to be sponsored. So yeah. Everiste wow. was our child. Yeah, was really eight cool. at the time. Yeah, and got to just prayed over the packets, and we'll have that opportunity for you November the sixth that you can see him in Simple Church. We'll do that that day, and then it's on website. You can go through Africa New Life, and we'll link to that now. You can do it, but it is a really really big deal because thirty nine dollars a month. I mean, that's one fast food restaurant now. Yeah, we true. went and ate at Freddy's on the. Way back from Dallas, the other day, it was fifty dollars for my family of four. So Incredible. it's 
$39 a month, it does seem like a commitment, and maybe you're not at a place where you can do that right now, but a lot of us can, and it's something that we sponsor well, every day. Well, and the, day, the great day. thing, I guess just because you've, you've physically seen, walked in the shoes of the workers, and you see what they're doing, and there's a lot of good organizations that do a lot of good that, you know, you just have the same opportunities, but the beauty of Africa New Life has always been to me, as we're telling our people at the Simple Church about it, no, we've been. We've been eight, nine, ten times, and we've seen, and it, it doesn't change. It's night. not like— They're not pocketing the money. Yeah, there's, no, there's no waste of money. Yeah. It's, it's, it's legit for sure. Stretch so, a dollar for yeah. sure. So, so it's a it, great way to do that, to be able to help feed. And then we've been doing, in the past, Numena, we're going to partner with a different organization this time, but packing food bags and being able to send that on this November 13th day. And again, as you're with your family, I think as parents, if you're trying to fight entitlement and maybe help some gratitude, yeah. especially in kids, let's be honest, most of the time the adults need to work on it too. But we talk yeah. about the parents and like, my kids are just spoiled and don't do anything. This is a great way and entry point for you to serve together as a family yeah. and sign up and make it easy and convenient there at the Shreveport Convention Center. We've done it this way a couple times. We'll talk a little bit about Numana. And then the coolest story is when y'all actually got to see the food boxes delivered yeah. to me. That was from us. Yeah, so we started this. And, you know, and honestly, you know, I, I hate that I don't have a— I think it was 2014 when well, I was recollection that I can You've say, why that. did it start? Yeah. But we somehow found out about Numana. And, um, you know, the very first one we did, I think we had a, um, we, let me see if I, I, we could raise, we had $30,000 that we had raised or could use towards it. So our goal was to pack as many meals as you could for $30,000, which was 100000 because it was 30 cents a meal, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was 33 cents a meal, right, is what they yeah. say, which is amazing when you think about yeah. what they put in that bag. It's the size of like a sandwich bag, Ziploc, yeah. and it had all of the nutritional vitamins, rice and beans that could sustain a child for a day. Yeah, and of course, you know, you have to get a perspective Right. On this, when you walk in, you know, you're not packing French fries in a... Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean... I don't know it, it would sustain me for a day. Uh, probably, well, it probably would sustain <laughs> us. Be better but it, off. <laughs> but we would be very unhappy, yes. I'll put it that way. So, uh, so yeah, it's just amazing. And so we... And it was just a such a festive atmosphere doing that. And, uh, and you know, I'm not necessarily like a festive guy, but that was very festive. Mr. Christmas of it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, but I was nervous about that. I remember, this is funny, we were having our little... Because you were in charge. You were like I the was guy in charge trying to figure it and, out. And had, there's been two or three things that I was in charge of. Like and then I would the get <laughs> right up on, and I'm like, I don't even know. Well, I have to tell you this story. Okay, quick. come on. When we went on our first trip to Alaska, okay, I had, I just thought, hey, I want to do, you know, we, our mission program was based upon Jesus said, feed the hungry, uh, water for the thirsty care for the orphan, you know, in Matthew where he tells us kind of what to do. Yeah. And so we, I began to look for things that kind of fit those. Good well, man. and I wanted, you know, and I have a social justice, if you call it that, recognition of, uh, and so I was thinking Native American peoples and trying to Justin do something. about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and so so I wanted to go to Alaska, and I wanted to go to Alaska. Did I say that? I wanted to go to Alaska. As the mission guy choosing the trips, you always did. Always so we had about 30, uh, about 30 people, and uh, but I had been just, I contacted, somehow I found out about this one guy up there that has some sort of a, I don't remember the name of the organization. And so I would communicate with him, and I sent him a lot of money. And then we're I'm almost we're almost on the ground in Anchorage, and it just hit, hit me. You. It hit me. I was sitting there on the plane, and I'm thinking, 
I'm supposed to meet this guy. I don't even know if he's here. I mean, really, stop Hindsight, thinking. Yeah. I've been sending, and he wasn't with the church. It was just yeah. a parachurch organization that I really didn't have any references on. Okay, so there, there you go. Don't That's don't do feeling. it this way. Right. This is what not to do. And I, I really had, a, a, I guess for me, it was a panic attack. It didn't really show up like panicky because I hide that kind of stuff, stuff pretty inside. good. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I, but I, I told you know some of our like Justin and and Eddie and Bill Allred that we were all together on that. I'm like, hey. I don't even know if this guy's here. What are we going? And so, and they got the biggest <laughs> kick out of that because that's funny to them, you know. And I was not laughing on the inside, no. but lo and behold, we came out of that airport and walked up, to, and there was a little sign, Simple Church. And I said, "Oh, oh Lord, oh, thank yeah. you so much." So anyway, it was it was a great event, Except great Mary trip. Allred, yeah, we did have a, have an emergency Appendect- appendectomy in I Anchorage. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. But the key to that was we were in the Arctic Circle when she had the problem, and we had to be flown out of way up in the Arctic Circle back to Anchorage, and Samaritan's Purse flew us out of there Ooh. because she rescued Mary. She had to be had needed medical attention, and they couldn't do it. Now Ann was there; she was a nurse, and Theoretically, we could have done something, but you had a she, yeah, take yeah, it out. she wasn't she wasn't ready. <laughs> she wasn't ready to do that. So, uh, but anyway, so that was that one. Now I got off on that. That's because, all right. So talking about new manna, feeding the people, yeah. doing the bags. Why is such a big deal? And being able to meet and hungry. And I think it, you said it great. Of when Jesus directly says something, it's not yeah, like it's commanded. Not really sure that. what we're supposed to do. Right. It's pretty black and white there of feeding the poor. Yeah. You know, trying to. Sometimes discern exactly what God's will is is one thing, but there are a lot of things that are written specifically. Just, just do these yeah. until I guess you figure out the whatever that, that other one times. is. Right, yeah. you're not going to go wrong doing that. Yeah, so so I was a little nervous about starting up. You were asking about when we had the sure. first one, and so we have uh, two. Was it? Did we use two of the convention halls, con- or maybe just one? But it was spread out and you know, everything organized. Big. And we just had we had hundreds of people participating, so it was just this. It was a and huge event. They it is a music, lot of fun. They do a great job. You ring a gong when you finish a box, and you're able yeah. to do it and celebrate. But together. but here's what I was going to say. Cause so I'm I'm up there giving my little speech to and you've our never people. Done it before. Never done it. I, so I don't really know what I'm telling them, other than what I had just been told. And Justin is sitting out there, you know, about twenty feet from me, and you know how. Have you ever been heckled by I your haven't. pastor? Okay. No. As a youth pastor. <laughs> okay. So everyone will relate to this. Yes. So I'm trying to and I'm I'm anxious. Okay. Yeah. And he's instead of helping me Calming you down. with the anxiety, he's like I don't know what he was doing, but it, no, it, you blacked it, it out. made me mad and I I gave him this <laughs> like, you know, as a former coach, you know, you kinda Jordan, you can relate to this. Jordan's you you kind of know how you can look at people to get your message across. Yeah. And he was, and then I heard he him say, daggers. "Oh gosh, I think he's really mad at me." So, <laughs> you know, it was it was kind of funny, but it was like, man, I'm stressed out because you got all these hundreds of people are coming in, and I don't know what and to tell them. And you've also got do. on your mind and on your heart. It's like we're trying to help kids who yeah. really, really need this. Yeah, this is important. This isn't just right. up here for fun, right. but and we got to get yeah. it done. Yeah. So anyway, so you know, Justin and I, we kissed and made up afterwards, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> metaphorically, but, yeah. yeah. But it, it was, you know, but such an amazing experience, and then to see the families that participate, and you know, and you know, and on that note, last year or two years ago when we did it, the last one, twenty twenty, right? That was the first thing we did after the pandemic where we were able to spread out and do masks or was it 2020 is, is that 
when we did, I, I'm sorry with the dates, That's when okay. we were over at the fairgrounds. We, we had a fair. Last year was the fairgrounds. Two that years was ago last we did it at the convention year. Okay, so last year, really, I was, it was a great time for us as a family because I had my, you know, Ann, now Ann has been with me to everywhere I've been. She's been right Your there with every fantastic. mission. fantastic. Yeah, and uh, she's a nurse, so she, you know, always gets to go and, and whatever. But, but last year we had um, my daughters, Jessica, Emily, Claire, their husbands, Rufus, Josh, and Josh. My grandchildren, Evie, Andy, Levi, Arthur, Ooh, this is dangerous. Mia, and John, hey, all working look together. At this guy. And then I got one more since then, but but they weren't available for that. Not helping. But it was. I just saw a picture. You know, I, I even have my pictures that scroll up on my TV. You know, yeah, like most yeah. people in the know. Absolutely. And that one came it. up, and it's just so cool to work as a family. Three generations. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. That's what it's about. So we want you and your family to be a part of that. If you don't have a family, you can be a part of it too. Absolutely. It's a great thing to jump yeah. in and do that. You can give to that. You can donate to it. And then we'll wrap up with this bill, the story about does it matter? Does it really make a difference? You guys are in Rwanda and uh, you go and you visit a village. You didn't even know where you are going to go. That wasn't on the agenda. That's right. And you go somewhere. Tell that story about why this is such a big deal. Okay. So, uh, you know, early on I talked about the street children and that kind of um, – moved into as we went on trips we would go to these villages throughout the the country uh, that we had sponsored children in so there may have been one or two kids that somebody was sponsoring and we would go to some schools and we would feed you know we would participate in feeding the kids uh, with money that we had provided for that so you know we would send ahead x number of dollars whatever and so we go to this village that was not you know it was a it was a new village it wasn't anything that we had coordinated with i don't think at that time and uh so we're we've got the kids all lined up and there's hundreds uh they're in their school uniforms so they're really cool looking and all but and um so justin goes in there and he's i think he was filming if i'm not mistaken just kind of the b-roll you know because he would always tell me i had to do that and i would say no i don't do that remember it's hysterical over the years where bill would just flat out refuse to do anything justin asked him when it came to taking pictures and video yeah only wait a minute look where i am now though (laughs) not working there anymore (laughs) it's the old guy that Came back for a story. I think but if we there's anybody celebrate. that can't pull that off, it's oh, going to yeah. be me. <laughs> Absolutely. Probably yeah, that's so. true. But yeah. I will just say this. Uh, Kurt Joyner mouthed off the other day. It was the Do Good Day. We were out in the community about taking pictures. We don't want to pat ourselves on the back. I said, no, Kurt. It's about celebrating the good and inspiring other people to see and do more good. Yeah. But and I, you work. And I do appreciate that, that but <laughs> yeah. Kurt is and I come from the same uh, mold different, on that. Anyway. Different generation. Sure. Yeah. So, but anyway, so... Justin goes in to start his filming, and he looks behind the place where, I mean, this is like a kitchen, like it's a mud hut kitchen with big giant open fires, so we're not talking about, you know, in the back of the cafeteria, and he sees these boxes, and he picks them up, and it's our boxes. Unbeknownst to us, they sent these tens of thousands of meals all over the different places, and y'all ended up that day in the place. Yeah, and to see, you know, and if you've done the, the, you know, our young kids will color on the boxes and write notes on the boxes. It was just amazing, and I got choked. There you go. And that's what it's about, because this side of heaven, we won't really ever know what a difference that makes and all the different things of what you're doing with your time and your money. But if you can feed a starving kid, you're being like Jesus. You're following what God wants for your life. divine confirmation. Absolutely. And you can take some money this November. Again, I know not everybody's able to, and maybe you're living paycheck to paycheck, and it's tough. We're not going to guilt or pressure you to do that. But if you've never done it, you haven't done it in a while, or maybe you've done it, and you're like, I'm not really sure if we're going to do that this year. 
Be a part of it this November. Yeah. Go sign up. Bring your family. Bring your grandkids. Bring neighborhood kids. Whoever you want to bring. Do it together, and it is something you will never regret. And it has a kingdom impact and feeds someone around the world you'll never meet. You might not ever know face-to-face, but makes a big difference. We want you to be a part of that. Don't miss it. Don't be the Jesse James of your own life. Mm. November 13th, sign up to do that. November 6th, child sponsorship, and we'll keep having ways to do good. It's who we are. It's what we're about. And, Bill, you were part of that for a long time. Thank you. Thanks wow. for doing it. Thank you. Thanks for, for coming on today. About it. Absolutely. So thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Get everyone as it comes up each Wednesday morning. We're glad you're here. Leave us a five-star review. And, Jordan, we're going to get you on a mission trip. Let's do it. Do it. Pick, do Pick it. the one you want, Jordan, and we'll get you on. I'm going to ask you which one I need to go on. <laughs>